For the thousands in attendance and the millions watching around the world, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Bro Wrestling Show. Hey guys, and welcome to this week's episode of the Bro Wrestling Show. Logan's here, mm-hmm. and it is the week before SummerSlam. Yep. And NXT TakeOver Brooklyn 4? Yes, 4. Um, so we've got a lot to talk about, and so much in fact that we're going to break this up into two episodes this week, mm. probably. Maybe I'll put it all into one. I haven't decided yet. Um, so, Raw, there was a lot of the same happening here. Rousey, Nia, or Rousey and Alexa Bliss interactions. Mm-hmm. You were actually at this show. Yeah, I was. And of all the places to get like breaking news from, the, the person who broke the news of uh jim the anvil neidhart's death was ronda rousey because that's how raw opened so that's when i pulled up my phone and was like wait anvil died (laughs) yeah i wasn't i i I hadn't heard anything about that either usually they they did do the big video package midway through the show but usually they'll open with you know silence and just the black screen with the picture Um, and they didn't do that so it was kind of it was kind of jarring to have you know they they do the thing where um, if when you go to one of the TV tapings about uh, 15 seconds or so before they actually go live, they say, hey, guys, we're going live in 15 seconds. And that gets everybody all riled up. And then they usually will have somebody who will get some sort of reaction start the show. So, um, you know, everybody's like all riled up. And then Rousey comes out and says, so Anvil died. <laughs> And it was, I don't know, but uh, thankfully that didn't that didn't really deflate the Greensboro crowd. It was, from what I heard, um, I mean, it, it, it always sounds loud when you're there, so you kind of need some outside opinion. Yeah. Um, but apparently it was a pretty well received crowd from from what I've heard. That's, I mean, that, that's it's not good that he died. That's unfortunate because he's actually one of the guys that I remember like growing up with. <laughs> Yeah. Like you hear about all these great guys and I'm like, well, yeah, but you know, by the time I was even like thought about, you know, his mm-hmm. career, his career was like completely over. But mm-hmm. I do have to um assume that um the only reason that they made as big of a deal about it as they did is because Natty is currently in the company. Yeah, I mean, Otherwise, I mean, I don't even know that he was as big of a deal as like Nikolai Volkov, who who didn't get a package, or there's been some other people that didn't get a package. I don't think Sensational Sherry got a package when she died. Um, I don't know. Yeah. Um, 
I don't, I don't know, know how involved wrong with that. But. I don't even know how involved he was like with the company afterwards or anything like that. If he was one of those guys who kind of like stuck around or like to work in the performance center. Um, I mean, I he may have done some performance center stuff. But I assume I know, just because his son-in-law and his daughter were. Yeah, yeah. Eventually, when the the bridge was reconstructed, I'm sure he did some stuff. But I know that there was. Some rocky years there, uh, probably until Brett uh, buried the hatchet. Right. Because he was one of the guys that it was pretty much everybody but Owen uh, jumped ship. Neidhart was one of those guys who went over to WCW after the... Neidhart apparently had some issues, and that's why he wasn't always around some... uh... This wasn't something I was aware of until I listened to one of uh, Bischoff's podcasts where he was talking about how Neidhart had some um, some extracurricular activities that got him into some trouble. Mm. Uh, demons, if you will. Yes, demons. Demons mean drugs. But, yeah, aside from that, um, uh, yeah, it's unfortunate, I guess, you know, R.I.P., Neidhart. I will say this, maybe. Um, Let me just confirm. I haven't looked into details of the death. It wasn't, like, drug-related, was it? No, it was probably just, like, his heart gave out or something like that, which is usually the case for wrestlers at that age. Yeah. I'll say this, and I I probably need uh, the disclaimer of... uh, in the event that a wrestler is going to be deceased, um, I guess it's kind of nice that it wasn't cocaine. Like, yeah, drugs or um, like recent steroid use. Right. So I'm, I'm sure he was on it, but I'm sure he. Oh hasn't. yeah, the 80s and 90s. I mean, who right. wasn't? You know, but I don't think he's been on it recently. He wouldn't have had no reason to really. Right. Yeah. So it's kind of if somebody's gonna go, it's like it's it's nice when it's like whenever an, an old wrestler dies, it's like oh that's nice. He just died because he was like an old person, not because he was right <laughs> like a wrestler. Um, and uh, I'll you know that is to say that he was um, only sixty eight. He was somewhere in his sixties, so he wasn't even really that old. But, no. you know, at least it wasn't like his heart exploded because he was doing a, a pile of cocaine. Uh, and on that note... <laughs> now that I'm thinking about it, did Vader get a package? I I don't know, but Vader wasn't very good in the WWE. He wasn't, but he was like a world champion in Japan and WCW. Right. He's a more significant persona. I don't mean to belittle the career of somebody who just died, but... (laughs) Thank you, Leon. Yeah, this has got me thinking, like, who has gotten the package and who hasn't. Anyway. Yeah, I I don't remember. I I didn't see the opening of Raw because I was at work. I really didn't get a chance to watch it until I got home, and that was almost 10 o'clock. It was pretty much your standard beginning of Raw. I mean, even Rousey didn't come out all that solemnly. Right. 
Um, it wasn't really until she started talking. Yeah. That it was just it was just kind of weird. I know it couldn't have been Natty, um, so logically it it should have been Rhonda, but I don't know. It just the fact that they didn't have the the like graphic at the beginning of the show, and then they were going to start with it anyway. It was it was weird, and I guess they're they're fortunate that the they the were show probably wasn't. rushed. <laughs> yeah, because I, I Ember Moon didn't make any sense coming out here to open either. But you know they were like, ah, oh, who doesn't have anything to do? Yeah, who's not doing anything? <laughs> you <laughs> go help Rousey. Um, but yeah, that, that, I guess that's enough talking about like depressing stuff. Um, yeah. you know, we opened, am I mistaking or was the ending of what turned into be like this match, like horribly botched? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cause uh, I, I kind of came like, I kind of caught a little bit of it, but I, I, you know, I had it on, but mm-hmm. I wasn't really able to watch it. I just. I really seemed like there was a full three count. <laughs> yeah, Fox, Mr. Q. Yeah. Wah, wah. <laughs> yeah, I... Um... Former former wrestler of the week, Alicia Fox. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Way to go. Um, I do... I don't know. This little browsy thing, like, now they're... Now Alexa Bliss is trying to say, oh, that should be the main event. I'm like, well, it shouldn't. There really shouldn't, because it's not going to be that great mm-hmm. of a match. Mm-hmm. Because um, I didn't think Nia Jax was a great match, but Nia Jax can't carry anybody. But at least she's mm-hmm. like a credible opponent. Mm-hmm. Um, Alexa Bliss is not going to be able to carry Rousey. Yeah. I'm, I'm just not excited for this. I mean, I it'll probably be fine, but I'm just not that excited for this match. Not main event caliber, anyway. Especially mm-hmm. when, obviously, Roman Reigns and then Brock Lesnar is going to main event. Yeah. Because that's the greatest match history ever. Mm-hmm. Um, however, what I do like going on is Constable Corbin is finally starting to throw some authority around. Yeah, this is what he, he needed to do. Like, and this sort of stuff. I'm. It's unfortunate that he thought that, like, oh yeah, Tyler Breeze, that's a good one to mm-hmm. bury. Yeah. Shows how they feel about him. No, but that was great. This is the stuff he should have been doing from day one. Um, the whole, like, in, interest of, uh, in the interest of fairness, I'm going to give us each a, a tune-up match for our our feud at uh, SummerSlam. And then a, a very transparently gives himself a lower card guy and puts tries to put Finn in a, a handicap match. That's, I don't know. That's a very simple, like, heel thing. Yep. And then I liked that he was he was pretty visible throughout the show. So, um, yeah, I don't know. Good week for Corbin. Uh, and then, of course, Angle has to screw it up by bringing Braun Strowman in. They yeah, should... but you knew that was going to happen. Yeah, well, they could make, I, I think they could make Strowman and Balor. Like, if they're not going to do anything else with them, they could make <laughs> them like a real tag team. I don't know. Tag division's pretty loaded over on the red brand. That should have happened over on. Uh, that should have happened at WrestleMania, I think. Mm-hmm. Should have been Balor. Well, uh, I think they wound up teaming the next night or like the next week or something like that. Right. Yeah. Which, so yeah, I, I, I don't even could have been want to get into all that. 
annoyingness that was Braun not wanting to have a tag team partner and then being put with a bunch of tag team partners. <laughs> or just whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, something else I did not like was Bobby Lashley versus Ricky Roberts. Yeah. What the hell? <laughs> what was that? Like, I, I, I again, know, this isn't something it... I watched live. I was kind of going through the recap, and I'm like, wait, what? I it wasn't even a match because he just he hit like a spine buster, and then he like. He did like a pose or something, and then his music hit and left. I was like, "Oh, I guess that wasn't a match." Not that I felt robbed because I didn't get a match. It just it seemed like they were building it up as a match. I think Elias even said, "If you beat uh, Bobby Lashley tonight or something like that," to him, because the guy came out and said that he was like a big Elias fan or something like that, and he he couldn't play the guitar like like Elias could. But um, and then Elias said something. Uh, like if you beat Bobby Lashley tonight, I don't know. But then Lashley came out and took a guitar shot and then hit a move and left. I was like, oh, I guess I wasn't a match. No, that's a better like segment for Big Show. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Um. Okay, so we then had a tag team title match. Yeah. And that was okay. I thought it was a fine match. If it weren't for, you know, not being enthusiastic about any of the teams, I think we're right. We're talking like if if a SmackDown had this match, this like same layout and quality, I think we're talking, oh wow, that was a really good match. I think this one was really damaged by the raw division is so bad that the guys can't even have a good match and it, it'd be a good match. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like they go out and they have a good match and then it's like, yeah, but it was like these guys. So it was a really good match. Well, I feel like the, um, the revival's finally getting a push mm-hmm. Then this might actually be like their moment, but you know, probably not because if it was their moment, it should have been their moment on Monday. Mm hmm. Well, it's, it's going to be on the pre-show. So When they went over the card and put another match on there. Well, it's one of those weird things where it's like they do a triple threat on the Raw the week before and then just a regular uh, one team on one team well, at that's SummerSlam. Because of, it's because of the controversial and, uh, ending of the match. That's that's mm-hmm. that's what they said, not me. I didn't think it was that controversial. Oh, I said didn't have the aid of commentary. It's whatever, doesn't matter. Um, uh, something else I didn't like was Roman Reigns coming out and <laughs> cutting the same tired promo. Mm-hmm. Uh, Heyman was fun. Heyman was fun, and I, even though I knew it wasn't going to happen, the tease of the the Roman and Heyman alliance was. Um, me and the, the, uh, Guilford County faithful, uh, were all hopeful that they would, uh, come to terms, but, you know, we, I think we all kind of knew it wasn't going to happen. So what was the live reaction for Roman Reigns? <clears throat> like, what, is he, is he finally getting over, like, more so than being booed, or was it pretty split? Uh, <clears throat> unprovoked, it's still pretty mixed, um... 
it sounds the the booze always sound louder than cheers because I, I think not only is it a noise that like carries more, but it's also um, the like the male crowd um, is doing it. Right. But it's and, you know it's it's pretty mixed. I mean, there was a fair amount of um, Roman merch like just walking around the concourse and stuff like that being worn. Um, but after the segment, I mean, they they've if they've done one thing with uh, all of these this Brock and Roman interaction, it's that um, they going into a segment. They um, have done a, a reasonable job of getting Roman some sympathy. It, it seems like he always his, he started this promo with uh, "Leave the place better than you found it." It always seems like uh, he leaves his segments being uh, ever so slightly in some cases, and significantly in other cases, more cheered than he entered it. And it's I don't know I don't know if it's if it's Roman I don't know if it's uh, likely Heyman, <laughs> but it it does seem like um, he always comes out to the chorus of booze and then this Brock stuff is uh, a pretty hot button issue I think it's working on the uh, it's working on the casuals and um, I wouldn't say this is the stuff that's getting the like the smarter crowd. Um, turned against Brock. I think they've already kind of been there. Uh, but I don't know. It just, it seems to me like there's two different reactions for Roman. There's the entrance reaction and then there's the end segment reaction and the end segment reaction always for me seems like it's, it's more pro Roman, but it's weird that it's like every, every week. Right. It seems to happen. He gets like booed on his way out and then like half cheered on his return to the back. Yes, because everybody's like, all right, we'll maybe give him a chance, and they're all like, nah, he's still bad. <laughs> um, yeah, I was kind of, like, thinking, yeah, that'd be really cool, especially after, like, the 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 Samoan, whatever the hell he said. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, Paul Heyman maces him. Mm-hmm. And enter Lesnar. Yep. And <clears throat> Lesnar actually looked pretty good. I mean, he had his shirt on, so it's, you know, you can't really mm-hmm. tell how doughy he may or may not be, but he actually yeah. looked like he's getting into shape again. But I guess he's got, like, mm-hmm. real important things to do with the UFC. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, the cardio might be a little more important now. Yeah. Um, I mean, and it's always fun to watch Brock Lesnar wreck somebody. It's just not fun that he has the title. Mm-hmm. Um, after that, we had a filler match of Bobby Roode and Titus Worldwide versus the Authors of Pain and Mojo Rawley. Don't really have to say anything else about that. Um, oh. Then we had Sasha Banks versus Ruby Riot, which was actually good. Um, mm-hmm. You know, like, like I said last week, it's good to have Ruby back. Um. And it's good to see that they're using the numbers game to get the advantage. Yeah, they're they're very good at that. I think as a stable. Mm-hmm. Um, something I typically don't like is ending the show on a promo or like a like some kind of 
you know, non-match, which mm-hmm. they decided to do with both shows this week. Yeah. Um, but this was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, Ziggler actually had a really good promo. He, I mean, yes, he was yelling to try to get his point across, <laughs> but it was actually like what he was saying was good. Mm-hmm. Um, he talked about how he had a psycho in his corner to to motivate mm-hmm. him, and then Rollins, of course, comes out after like the I don't know how many time playing his music, mm-hmm. saying he was been there for a while, but his yeah. partner had some travel plans, and if you know if Ziggler was going to have a psychopath in his corner, then you know Rollins just had to have a lunatic, mm-hmm. and Dean Ambrose. Came out looking like he'd been in prison working out for the last seven months. <laughs> that is the best way to describe it. Yeah. Which is interesting because it was a uh, it was an arm injury. So I wonder how much. I mean, I guess if he had the surgery right away, he's probably been rehabbing like a madman. But well, it's it's really hard to have to do any kind of cardio while you're locked in a prison cell. So yeah. you know. He's, mm-hmm. just, he's just doing those prison pull-ups and the bed push-ups and stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Plus, does he seem like the kind of guy who like listens to the doctor? He's like, no, nah, I'm just going to get my arms really going. Yeah. <laughs> like, you just had surgery. No, nah, it's fine, man. <laughs> Can't ride my bike with one arm. Yeah. <laughs> I got to do push-ups, though. Um, How was the reaction to this? I mean... Ambrose uh, always gets the best yeah. reactions, like whether it's just some regular nothing show mm-hmm. or if you know it's at a pay per view event. Yeah, I mean uh, the place went unglued. I think it was the loudest pop I've ever been live in an arena for. Yeah. Um, I, he's, and... he he really is the most over guy, like mm-hmm. in the entire company. Yeah, that, that's good to hear. I'm glad and that there like, was... none of that was lost. Mm-hmm. There was a uh, kind of a buzz in the arena because apparently, I don't know if it was just wishful thinking or if there was actual like news stories out there. Um, but there was a there was a buzz. There was a fair amount of Ambrose stuff, which um, not for sale, but like being worn and um, stuff like that. So I, I think that kind of helps that they. They teased it last week and then really delivered on it this week. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know. It was it was exciting. It was like one of the first times I've I've like left uh, a show and there have been some like some real buzz. Like there was like a first time that I left and it was like, huh? I wonder what like everybody's saying right now you know right he definitely looks like he's like two seconds away from a heel turn though yeah that's a hundred percent happening so uh (laughs) but i mean we got a dirty deeds Mm -hmm. got a second one after the cameras went off yeah so tell us about the dark match it was a very quick eight-man tag it was kind of uh a bit of faces and heels. So you already had McIntyre and Ziggler out there. Um, so for some reason, Owens and 
gender, I think that's who it was, came out. Um, and it was like a four on two situation. So then Braun and Finn Balor came out to even it up. Uh, so it was a four on four. It was pretty quick. Um, it was really just built around getting Braun a hot tag. And then um, they had the heels kind of work over Seth for a little bit so he could get to Ambrose. And Ambrose hit a couple moves, including another Dirty Deeds, got the win. And then they all they all kind of celebrated. Um, and they did the uh, – I don't remember who they isolated. Uh, I think it was either Owens or Mahal, but they – they isolated one of the heels and all kind of like hit their finish on him. You gotta be careful with Mahal because you know hate crimes, right? I Although he's Owens. he's not any more foreign, I guess, than Owens is, right? Because they're Equally both Canadian. <laughs> mm-hmm. The only English is Owens' second language. I'm not yeah. sure about Mahal. <laughs> Mahal's second language is bad. <laughs> um, what is it? It's Punjabi? Punjabi, yeah, but like he apparently doesn't even speak it very well. That's what I've heard, yeah. Alright. Was there anything else about Raw that you wanted to cover before we move on to SmackDown? Um, Since you were there live, anything that like stood out to you personally? I mean, the Ambrose pop was big. The, the crowd seemed engaged all night. Um, I think Greensboro is usually a pretty good place to see a match. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like the uh, such a great venue for for wrestling. I really feel like it's um, if you uh, if you're gonna talk about your prestigious wrestling venues, um, it's probably that one for the South. Uh, MSG, and then I don't really know. I don't know what the big West Coast one. I know the Cow Palace in like the Bay Area had a fair amount of action back in its day, but it's it's not being used today, really. And even to that extent, the Cow Palace uh, gets used by New Japan. Yes, like regularly. <laughs> well, this year. Yeah. Well, they just started coming. <laughs> well, some is not regularly being used. Well, you know. It is now. I mean, regularly considering it's only been a year. Yeah. Like once every quarter, at least. Oh, yeah. Well, (laughs) you can say that uh, WWE regularly does shows from Saudi Arabia now, too, then. That's not true, because it hasn't been used quarterly throughout the year. And it's, you know, never been used before. I think New Japan's only done the one show at the Cow Palace. No, they Everything else has been in... uh, Southern California. I thought um, they did... Uh, was it last year that they did the thing at the Cow Palace? This was the first year. They had been running uh, Southern California. I thought they did... Um... That's why it was that card was considered such a big deal, as it was a new market. I thought it was at least two. To my knowledge, we can, we can bet... <laughs> Uh, I don't feel like looking into it. Okay. It's not, I, I don't even know where I would like find that. I I could probably just pull up the Wikipedia and I just it, yeah. it doesn't matter. It's fine. It it's fine. Um. Yeah. So uh, 
SmackDown. Yeah. Uh, show starts with Charlotte, Becky, and Carmella coming to the ring. Mm-hmm. Back and forth with Carmella building tension between Becky and Charlotte. Mm-hmm. Naturally, this turns into a match between Charlotte and Becky and Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville with Carmella mm-hmm. on commentary because Paige said she wanted each of the the wrestlers doing what they were best at. Huh. Which seems pretty biased to me for a you know position of authority, but that's fine. Yeah. Um, heels win, or mm-hmm. sorry, the uh, the faces win without yeah. Charlotte ever entering the ring. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, really, really pushing this like Becky's on fire thing. So she's definitely gonna lose on Sunday. So she's not winning. Yeah. Um. Yep. Then we had the Bludgeon Brothers versus Triple Threat. Yeah. Another two-on-three squash match. And the only thing I took away from this match was the fact that when they announced the Bludgeon Brothers, they said weighing in at 590 pounds. <laughs> and then, like, two seconds afterwards, I don't know who said it, but they said... Or I can't believe these guys. Or they said something about them weighing over six hundred pounds. Ah. And I sent you a text about it. Yeah. It, it's it, out of context. It wouldn't make any out sense. Of context. I was like, what? <laughs> so I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> they just said five hundred and ninety pounds. Like, that doesn't jump to over six hundred. I mean, it's close, but it's not. Yeah. It's not over. So that's that's what I took away. That's. It's close enough that you could say practically 600 pounds or about 600 pounds. But he said over 600. Right, yeah. Bugged the crap out of me. Oh, it wouldn't be the first like dumb thing that a announcer said. I can't remember who said it. Wouldn't even be the dumbest thing. My guts is that it was Saxon. No, it wasn't. uh, Was it Phillips then? It had to have been because it wasn't. uh, No, it might have been. Corey Graves, Graves too, I could see that. Yeah. Oh, I, I wanted to say about Raw too. I think Renee Young did a pretty good job. Like it, it was obviously like her first night, but and she mm-hmm. was kind of quiet. But yeah. I think she did a really good job. Yeah, that's basically what I've heard is that. Uh, um, only catching the, com- the last hour. <laughs> yeah, the the compliment or the 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 comments I've heard a lot are that. Um, you didn't really notice her a ton, and mm-hmm. that's meant in the like the nicest of ways. You know, commentators are kind of like referees in that if you're if you really notice them over like what you're actually seeing and watching, then it's they're not doing their job right. She was they not need... as active as the other two were. Mm-hmm. More, not as much as Coach, even honestly. But Coach just says dumb things, so. Yeah, Coach can afford to be, like, dulled down a bit. He very obviously, like, doesn't want to have a job there. (laughs) Fine by me. He's like, he's just like, yeah, I'll do it. I need a paycheck. But he doesn't know anything about the product, like, whatsoever. Yeah, it's like the only wrestling he watches is the Raw that happens in front of his face. Watching him, like, really makes it seem like he thinks he's too good for it. And it just... Mm -hmm. I'd rather have Renee Young in there. Yeah. Um, but anyway, getting getting back to SmackDown. Um, yep, so 590 is more than 600. Mm-hmm. That's what I took away from that. 
Um, then we had our first uh, Ms. Daniel Bryan video package. Yeah, these were good all night. Mm-hmm. Um, then we had the match of the night, like un- unquestionably the match mm-hmm. of the night, with the New Day versus Sanity. And this is the first time that these two have gotten like a really good, um, a really good, like I guess, opportunity in the ring to- against each other. Yeah, because that tables match they had was on a pre-show and it was somewhat um, rushed. It felt. It was also Kofi Kingston's birthday. Yep. Um, His 102nd, according to Up, Up, Down, Down. <laughs> uh, both, I, both of these teams like worked really well together. Sanity works really well together. Mm-hmm. New Day works really well together. And they work well with each other as well. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think that Sanity deserves better than what they're getting, though. They definitely do. But, but that's just, you know, the the trend mm-hmm. in the WWE is the tag division doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. And we're going to keep pushing guys that we know can make money on SmackDown for whatever reason with the New Day. And I like the New Day. Like, don't get me wrong. I'm just mm-hmm. like, I don't really want to see them fight the Bludgeon Brothers again. I don't really want to see the Bludgeon Brothers anymore, so I'll take. Right. But, <laughs> you know, you know, the belt's not coming Brothers. off of them, though. That's the thing. They're just going to toss around the New Day and. I don't know. Um, then we had another Daniel Bryan Miz video package. And mm-hmm. then we had Aiden English versus Andrade Cien Almas. And this was a squash. And mm-hmm. no assistance from the New Day until afterwards. And the only thing I took away from this, very negative show for me, was why is Lana only Russian sometimes? Yeah. When she talks outside of the backstage area, she is Russian. Mm -hmm. When she is backstage, she is not. Unless you'll randomly see it, like, click, like, oh, wait, I'm supposed to be Russian. And she'll start, like, she'll kick it in a little bit. And then she's like, nah, never mind. It's fine. Mm -hmm. Honestly, they could probably start phasing that out. They could just stop. I mean, they've they've Mm -hmm. pretty much just stopped already. It's like anytime she's backstage, she doesn't have a Russian accent. Mm -hmm. She almost sounds southern. Anytime they show a uh, like Total Divas package uh, that features her, like she obviously doesn't walk around real life with the Russian accent. Yeah. She just she just kills kayfabe completely. Um, <laughs> and then we had another Ms. Bryan video package. Mm-hmm. They're really pushing this match, I mean, more than anything else really on Raw or SmackDown. Yeah. I mean, it's the eight years in the making, you know? Maybe this should be the main event. It kind of could be. It could be. It won't be. because No, it won't be. It, it might even open the show, but... All right. Um, then next we had what, you know, we saw in a dark match at SmackDown and ways back, but um, mm-hmm. Shelton Benjamin versus Jeff Hardy. Yeah. Welcome back, Benjamin. I did not appreciate the fact that they went to commercial almost immediately, and we watched like a thumbnail while they yeah. were playing ads for Raw. Mm-hmm. Um, Hardy took a lot of really rough bumps in this match for no reason. Yeah, it's 
he's a curious case because it's like you you hear that he's in rough shape and then even just kind of like watching him move around it's like yeah i buy that but then like i think his, it's him his style hasn't really i buy that as well too yeah i think they're like okay man go out there just take it easy he's like all right man i, I got you <laughs> only one only one flip this tonight yeah <laughs> so he finishes this match with um, his version of, like, the twist of fate, mm-hmm. only to get attacked by, like, Shinsuke Nakamura with an assist from Benjamin. And for a second, I'm thinking, oh, Benjamin's, is, like, the, the new guy, like, causing problems. Mm-hmm. They must actually be taking Randy Orton, this Randy Orton thing, seriously. Yeah, yeah, but then they... <laughs> then they, they didn't. They have him, like, creepily lurking, like, getting ready to shake somebody's hand. Wasn't somebody else, like, in that in that, like, area, like, the other night? Like somebody watching, I wasn't. Didn't they have Braun Strowman like looking yeah, on yeah, or yeah, something yeah, like yeah. that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, this is gonna be a thing now. Yep, it is gonna be the thing. Um, this is gonna be the new uh, watching a television that's directly to your side instead of in front of you. Right. Um, but this makes a little more sense. It's just stupid. Yeah. Um, and then we get Hardy. He had to get his swanton in on Shinsky. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's Randy doing just creepy things, which creepy might not be a good look for Randy right now. Yeah, I was surprised uh, not only to see him, but to see him portrayed in such a way, given everything. Right. Um, So anybody else, 100% would be suspended, Mm -hmm. probably fired by now. That's been the par for the course for Orton. I mean, they... The... They... uh, basically reinvented the wellness policy just so they wouldn't have to punish him way back when. I'm 100% confident that, like, I would even go as far as to say that, like, McMahon was probably in the room encouraging this behavior, like, while it was happening, and I'm surprised that nothing has come out about that. (laughs) That's the one thing I'm surprised about, is all this stuff coming out. It's like, come on, nobody's got stories on Vince, or nobody's willing to share their stories on Vince. Touch your dick and then make him shake your hand. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure, like, I'm sure it was his idea. <laughs> and we close out the show with another promo. AJ's out. This was a better promo than last week, although mm-hmm. everybody seemed to love the one last week. I just didn't. Mm-hmm. Then comes out Joe, and Joe makes AJ look like crap on promo because yeah. Joe is just way better. Mm-hmm. And that was pretty much it for Raw. Yeah. Um, did you have anything else to discuss about Raw? No. All right, so we can move on to the first pay-per-view event of the weekend. Mm-hmm. We've got NXT TakeOver Brooklyn 4. Mm-hmm. And it looks like we are starting off with the Velveteen Dream versus EC3. Mm-hmm. Um, so before we get into it, my first question about this match is, is this going to be Dream's last match in NXT? I hope not. Is there anywhere else for him to go, or is he just going to keep losing to... To people? To people who I I don't know that they deem them more important, but Mm -hmm. Dream doesn't seem to be at the top of their priority list, I guess. Yeah, which is why I'd, I'd hate for him to go to 
Raw or SmackDown and continue to not be at the top of somebody's priority list. That's fair. Um, you know, we don't we don't need another Bobby Roode or Apollo Crews or I don't know, you name it. <laughs> NXT guys have come up and suddenly, uh, oh, uh, we don't actually have anything for you to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I man, I I really like Velveteen. He hasn't had as much of a social media presence lately, and I'm wondering if mm-hmm. he didn't get some flack for. I'm sure he got pulled aside and talked to. Um, but that's cool, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, EC3's got, I mean, he's on there all the time, just saying EC3 things, which is fine. He does really well with his character. Mm-hmm. Um, who do you think wins this match? Like, who do you think needs the win more? Because EC3 is kind of stagnant, and Velveteen Dream kind of just—I don't think he's won a pay-per-view match. He hasn't. Which I don't know. It's it's tough. Like EC3, it's it's kind of different. Like EC3 really hasn't been used <laughs> on these takeovers that much. Uh, and Velveteen Dream has been, but he's been losing, so it's like, I feel like EC3 could probably take the loss, just because he hasn't been seen losing every big match he's had, but I don't know, if you already have the one guy who's losing, you really want two guys who are losing. At that point, you know, where does EC3 go after this win, and what does Velveteen Dream do after a loss? Right, well, EC3 could be working for, like, the the North American title or mm-hmm. something like that. You could put mm-hmm. him in a match against Pete Dunne if you really wanted to. Like, apparently that's a thing. So, yeah. you don't actually have to be from the UK, apparently. Right, yeah. Really strong got one. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think it's going to be, a, like, a, a good enough match. I, I've never... I haven't really been, like, super impressed with EC3 thus far. Yeah. Like, he's a good presence, but he's not really, like, anything special as far as wrestling goes. Yeah, yeah, I kind of feel like they can't keep having Dream lose at these takeovers. Yeah, but then what do you do with EC3 if if he's losing and he's like not good at wrestling? Mm. It's kind of like, well, that's true. Yeah, this is this is a, a no win, unfortunately. Like as excited as you could be for like Velveteen Dream, like this is a no win for, I guess, both of them. Mm-hmm. Because without, like, putting up wins, and Velveteen's a guy who should be, like, at least going for the title. I don't know. Mm-hmm. One mm-hmm. of the titles, at least. Yeah. Um, next, we have the Undisputed Era versus uh, Mustache Mountain for the NXT Tag Titles. This is going to be good. Yeah. Yep. I agree. I don't really have much else to say about that. I don't either. But... I just look at this and I'm like, oh man, this is NXT's even NXT's tag division's better than its main roster counterpart. Even though they only have like four tag teams. Mm-hmm. No, they have like they have a ton of tag teams. It's yeah. It's just they they I don't know. It's the way that their episodes are laid out. They only have an hour, so they can only focus on like certain things. You don't have like segments getting old like you don't have roman reigns coming out and talking like, yeah the only like constant thing is you have champa and champa is so freaking mm-hmm. hated by everybody that it's fantastic mm-hmm. he's like a, he's this very special like person in that in that sense yeah he very much embraces his role mm-hmm. like 
but we'll we'll talk more about him later. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm I'm really excited about this. Uh, they had their match in what like the UK where the the Mustache Mountain briefly took the titles off the Undisputed Era. Mm-hmm. Um, only to immediately say afterwards that well they spoiled the fact that they were getting the titles and then they spoiled the fact that the Undisputed Era was winning them back. Mm-hmm. So you know, way to go, guys. Yeah. Um. Next, we have uh, Shayna Baszler versus Kyrie Sane for the NXT Women's Title. And what? This is their third interaction. I believe so. Yeah. Does it feel like an afterthought, like compared to everything else on the show? A little bit. Like this is. I don't know. Like it's a good matchup, and like yeah. they've had good matches. It's just there's mm-hmm. really, I guess, tough comp- competition for it. Like in the mm-hmm. other matches, it just doesn't seem as important. I guess Kyrie Sane doesn't seem like a credible opponent to me. Yeah, even though kind she of... has beaten her before. Yeah, I mean, she won the May Young last year, and but I don't know. I I don't. Hmm. It, it seemed like a, my takeaway is kind of that they they kind of thought that she'd be able to coast just on having won the the May Young Classic last year. Right. Um, so Baszler was the one that they really put the work in, and now uh, maybe it should have been a little more like balanced. I don't know. I thought Insane might have been like banged up a little bit for a little bit too. She was at one point. Well, she was also the oldest one, or the oldest woman working the May Young Classic last year, too, wasn't she? Mm-hmm. I, I don't know how old she actually is. Old probably means, like, 30-something, but... Yeah, well, the thing is, it was like a... It was a tournament of, uh, you know, mostly young up-and-comers, and, and mm-hmm. then, like, you know, people like her and Asuka were, like, established professional wrestlers right. for years over in Japan and so it's you know yeah yeah I, I don't know I'm, I'm not like not excited about this it's just not like the the biggest thing on the on the docket for me I guess mm-hmm. um, let's well, just looking at this card it's like I mean, if if this is your like weakest match, you know, it's it, that's it's, fine. It's, it's like a heck of a card, yeah. It's more just. I wonder if the like the novelty of all these guys in NXT is starting to wear off. So I'm I'm kind of just taking myself out of the moment and looking at this card and like trying to imagine what this would, how this would be received, like several years ago. It's like I feel like not enough people are making a big deal about this. <laughs> right. Like this is such a uh, an eclectic collection of of talent, um, and it's all happening in a like a WWE ring. It's still kind of surreal, and I'm wondering if that whole surrealness that kind of helped make NXT special at the beginning is just becoming par for the course now. Right. Yeah, I, I don't know. I still enjoy the product like much, much more. It's just, mm-hmm. I don't know. You, you just kind of expect it. Like you've got, 
Gargano putting on like back to back like five star matches, mm-hmm. and then Tommaso Ciampa putting on you know the best like heel role since I don't even know. Mm-hmm. It's it, uh, I don't know. I don't know. It, it, it's I guess it's easy to get complacent even or complacent even with like excellence. So. Mm-hmm. I guess it, it, you just kind of every once in a while I have to step back and be like, oh yeah, we're really seeing something right now. This is probably some of the rest, best wrestling ever, and we shouldn't be like taking it for granted. Mm-hmm. But uh, moving on, this is and this is another feud that kind of just I, I don't know if it's just me missing like the episodes or mm-hmm. it, maybe it's me. Maybe it's on me that like this stuff doesn't seem as important because I haven't been watching as like regularly as I would like to have. But mm-hmm. um, we've got Adam Cole versus Ricochet for the NXT North American title. And do you feel like Ricochet's health is going to affect this match? Um, potentially. Apparently, I mean, he's... Mm-hmm. apparently he's been working injured. Like, uh, I don't know if it's to the extent of like Jeff Hardy, but yeah. So that's the comparison I was going to make is, well, if Jeff Hardy can, can work injured and still pretty much keep his style, I feel like Ricochet that the issue I'd worry about with Ricochet is not so much that his injury is going to hinder the match, but his injury may lead to a bigger injury right. <laughs> during the match. Well, but I don't think he's going to tone it down unless uh, they do some like unless they have like undisputed era attack him like before the match or something like that. And so during the match, it's just Adam Cole in control the whole time. Do you With, think Adam Cole retains just, you know, to give Ricochet some time? Knowing that he's injured. Yeah, I feel like that could be a thing. I mean, he's a heel, so he can. You can cheat to win if you still wanted to revisit this. And then you know, you... write him off TV. Yeah. Just like a good old-fashioned beatdown. Mm-hmm. Although, you know, Adam Cole didn't get written off a of TV after getting, like, flipped onto the freaking chair yeah. with his spine. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. That was still such a brutal match. Yeah. Um... And Ricochet, like, there's, I, you you made the comparison to Jeff Hardy, but there's a big difference between those two guys. Oh no, there's a the the comparison was like, uh, guy who is injured but is also kind of known for a more reckless style, right? Um, in terms of like what they can actually do in the ring, there's not really any comparison you can make to Ricochet, right? Um. Also, I just I, I don't I don't know that Ricochet is the same like grizzled vet- veteran that like Jeff Hardy is. Mm-hmm. I I don't think he I don't want to say he's like soft, but he's because he's you know he's fresh off the Indies, but mm-hmm. Jeff Hardy's doesn't care about his body at all. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think he figures you know it's like you know what I'm pushing forty. This is probably it for me. I might as well just do it all. Yeah, it's fine. I did back-to-back ladder matches for two different promotions. It's cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I I don't know. There there seems to be, like, a bug going around here. <laughs> NXT is just getting, like, plagued right now. 
Mm-hmm. Um, really, WWE in general, because apparently uh, Sin Cara is injured now too. Some kind of knee injury. Not that he like matters as much per se, and I don't want to say he doesn't matter, but he just isn't like as prominent of a role. Mm-hmm. But with like Alistair Black going out and um, Ricochet being banged up and. It's kind of like, eh. <laughs> yeah. What's next? Mm-hmm. And finally, we have the main event, and this is one that you can't help but to be excited for, even though we've already seen it like two times. Mm-hmm. Very recently. Um. We've got Tommaso Ciampa versus Johnny Gargano for the NXT title. Man. Mm-hmm. And this is a last man standing match. Last man standing. Is this match better off without Aleister Black? Oh, it 100% is. It's it's unfortunate, but Black felt stale. Mm-hmm. And that's not, not something... Not only did he feel stale, but he just kind of felt out of place with these guys. And it, it's funny because, you know, everybody seemed so on board when it first happened. And I haven't heard anybody complain about Black, really. Like as mm-hmm. the as the champion, mm-hmm. so I I don't I, I don't know if that was really an issue, but um, he just I don't know that you had Gargano like there kind of stealing his thunder, mm-hmm. and I guess it was the right move to move the guys who were you know making all the noise into the prominent role. Uh huh. So it was good for Triple H for recognizing that, I guess, but. And I don't know if there were other plans otherwise anyway. You know, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not... It's not me, so... Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I, um, I'm excited. I'm actually really excited for this match. Yeah, it should be really good. Um, how do you think it turns out? How do you think it ends up going? It's tough to get a read. I mean, like, at what point is the feud going to not be over? Because I think this is kind of like a, this is going to wind up being like a Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens thing where they're kind of always just kind of intertwined and intersecting in each other's careers. Fight forever. Yeah, but they're always, they're also not like, you know, perpetually in a feud. It's like they do eventually break off and do their own thing. Um, so I'm just wondering where does that happen? Because these guys have pretty much been either not on TV or involved with each other for like the last year or so, maybe. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I don't know. It's, I feel like. I'm trying to think of who makes more sense if they are going to kind of take a pause, which I don't even know that they are. But if they were to take a pause, who would make more sense as the champion? I don't know. I feel like, I don't know. I mean, Ciampa just won the belt, but. I kind of want to see it stay on Ciampa just because it's kind of been a hot potato here lately. Yeah, I want more Ciampa. That's for sure. Yeah, I'd like to see Ciampa hold it and then Gargano like beat him for it. 
on like both of their way out of NXT and then as lame as like it is when they do it um they have enough people down there now that um they have Champa hold it for a while and then Gargano beat him and then they both get called up um and you either pick like somebody out of the whatever to take the belt off him or you just vacate it and you have a tournament. <laughs> I think NXT's got enough guys that you can do the tournament. I know it always it, it it's not you should always like go out or go yeah, go go out uh like losing, but I don't know. I think I want Ciampa to to retain though. Yeah. And then I I agree, like Johnny Johnny will have his like come back around Maybe, I, and I don't even know how you do it, but he, mm-hmm. I think he'll ultimately be the one to take it off of Ciampa. Mm-hmm. But the two definitely, if they go to the main roster, go together. Yeah. Like whether or not it's like a reconciliation, because I don't think that they could do anything else on the main roster. Mm-hmm. Um, just, and, and that, that's not to say that they couldn't. I just mm-hmm. don't think that, they would be put in a position where they could. Yeah. I'd kind of like to see them go to different shows. And then maybe when the time comes to move them back. Right. You can do the reconciliation or you can just continue having them feud. Yeah. It, it, it's, it's, it's tough. I, I, you know, I guess we'll, it'll find out like it's, it, it's, it, it, I don't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Anything else about NXT that you wanted to cover before we, uh... Um, apparently they're going to be taping for use on a future episode of NXT, uh, UK Championship match at, uh, Brooklyn. Oh, so that's going to get spoiled for us too by WWE. Probably. Alright, well that's, that's pretty cool. I mean, they might as well... It'll probably be on like the next, they usually have the show the next night that was taped, or the show, they usually have a show for the next week of NXT, but it was like clearly taped for, during the event, cause it's right. like in this huge arena instead well, of full yeah. sale. The, the, the first, the first uh, show back is always like a compilation of, cause mm-hmm. you see different audience members and stuff like that. It's, yeah. And then like a lot of talking about what happened. It's, it's usually missable, but they add like one thing in there where it's like, ah, okay. Yeah. And it looks like that one thing's going to be Pete Dunn and Zach Gibson. Yeah. Well, last time I think, what was it? It was Roddy Strong and Pete Dunn, right? Mm hmm. Yeah. Um, okay. So we've got a little bit of extra time today. Do we want to do any merchandise or a card pack? Maybe we could do car- two card packs this week. Yeah, maybe we could. Do you want to you want to talk about a little bit of merchandise too? I, there's a lot of really cool shirts that I just discovered, like this sure. week. Um, of course, we've got the Dean Ambrose I Return did, to Society. Yeah, I didn't buy anything, but if they had that Ambrose shirt, which if they were smart, it sold out check, online. I didn't check this on my way out, but if they were smart, they would have had a limited supply of them that they would have put up after the show. Yeah. Um, I didn't. Uh, I didn't check it out when I was when it was time to leave. It was it just left. If they were smart, but they would have just put it out like during the show, like they did with the Shield reunion shirts. So, mm-hmm. um, 
Yeah, uh, they're sold out online with the shirt already. Nice. Um, so, big deal. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to be ordering this and the neon uh, Undertaker shirt next cool. time. It's a decent de- deal. So, yeah. Um, but Return to Society definitely goes along with the whole prison thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, there were some pretty cool, and I wish that they had these when Kellen was younger. Uh, the Champ in the Making ones. Champ in the Making, yeah. I, I was a fan of those. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know how like current you are with being the elite, but they had a Marty and Flip take Chicago shirt. Ah, yeah. Okay. Uh. Marty Skrull, Eat Like a Man, <laughs> with him uh, squatting donuts. Yeah. <laughs> um, I shared a website with you that I discovered recently. Yeah. Um, ripped ripped apparel. Yeah. Um, so did you see the, the Macho Club or like the Casket Club or the Warrior mm-hmm. Club? Um, yeah. The guy who makes those is actually from Madison, Wisconsin. Oh, cool! Ill Proxy is hmm. uh, is the is the designer. Mm-hmm. Um, they also had a, a Macho Munch cereal one that was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and McFoley has a new shirt on Pro Wrestling Tees. Have you seen this one yet? Is it the Cactus and Dude and Mankind and Santa? It is. <laughs> so I'm yeah. very. Uh, I'm, I kind of want that shirt too, but you know. Mm-hmm. Um, were, was there anything else that you'd seen that you wanted to mention? I didn't. I don't know if they had anything like at the shows or. Um, I mean, it's the regular stuff. They uh, they had the sting masks marked down to like five bucks, and I was like, hmm. <laughs> yeah, but why? I don't know what I'd do with that, but it's like it's five bucks. I don't know. Uh, I could put Thankfully, it in my garage. Thankfully, the decision was made for me, and when I actually did loop around to make a, a merch run, they were gone. So, yeah. um, I expect these to be marked down severely afterwards. But I, I kind of like the uh, some of the specialty SummerSlam, um, the ones that are just for the event uh-huh. actually have the better designs. But um, I like the ones that like feature a match. It reminds me of those like. When there was like a, a championship game in some sport, like a Super Bowl or something, you could buy a shirt that like it wasn't like Super Bowl champions. It was like a this is the game, you know. It was the Packers and Patriots Super Bowl right. thirty one, and it like hadn't happened yet. I don't really like the designs of them, but I don't know. I I think it's cool. The I think on the back it might have the full card. <laughs> it's weird that it's Rousey and oh no, it's a yeah. tale of the tape. Yeah, they only made two the, of them, which I wasn't. Listen, Rousey and. Joe and, but yeah, I, I, I don't know. I think those are cool. I wouldn't buy them, and they're these designs are somewhat garish, but they they may may be onto something. I do like the uh, the New York uh, the the yellow the yellow one. Yeah, yeah, I really like that. Um, and they brought back the Stone Cold Saloon shirt. Yeah. Um. Did you see that they have a custom tees section now? Custom tees. No, what... You can uh, kind of pick a, a design, and instead of it just being um, like this is available, uh, usually they just have like a 
uh, men's, youth, and like oh. a women's cut. But you can pick like a like right now they have that Dean Ambrose Return to Society, and you can get it in t-shirt, tank top, uh, baseball tee. Oh, they, got some, they got some good Macho Man ones on here. And then you can like change the color of it. So if if you wanted just a black shirt, that's fine. But then if you also wanted like a blue or a red shirt, yeah. They've got some, um, if you click on it and actually go in there, they've got some really cool uh, Macho Man shirts in there. Let's see, where are you, Macho? There you are. It's uh, customtees.wwe.com mm-hmm. slash collections. Oh, yeah. They've got the uh, the classic sunglasses shirt. Mm-hmm. They've got the, the cream of the crop shirt. <laughs> the I, I like the King shirt. There's which, some cool ones in here. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that's pretty. That's that's really cool. This is something to. Uh, I like the um. The the watercolor one. I like the uh the rowdy too. The rowdy rowdy. Mm-hmm. Got some Adam Coles. <laughs> um. So do you so want to do? <laughs> do you want to do a card pack today and yeah. tomorrow? Sure, why not? All right, what's your choice for today? Uh, let's see, what do we... Uh... We got, we got me... two of each. Two of each. WCW, WWF uh, Attitude Era, or WWF Classic? Mm, let's go with an Attitude Era. I think that's the one that I haven't picked in the most amount of time. No, I think Michael picked one the last time. Oh. Um, opening. Um, so we've got. I can't tell. Sergeant Slaughter. Oh, and he's. It's from his feud with uh, Al Snow, it looks like. Hmm. We've got. Shane McMahon breaking something over somebody's head. <laughs> Okay. These are very like obscure cards. Yeah. Um, we've got the Hardy Boys putting, and that's actually their match with the Dudley Boys. Uh, and it's it looks like Matt doing the falling leg drop on the stage, like through a table. Oh wow! Got Shane doing something onto test. Through like the announcer's table with mm-hmm. a marijuana leaf on a custom sign in the background. <laughs> I've got Jericho doing a missile drop kick to China. Ah, this is the first one that's actually like a vertical card, so it's the only one that would be usable, although okay. it has domestic violence in it. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got the Undertaker and Kane break Vince McMahon's leg. Another ah. horizontal. Mm-hmm. And we've got Ivory versus Luna, which is mm. another horizontal match. So, not the strongest showing this week. Yeah. Oh, well. But win some, you lose some. I will get those pictures up when able. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know what? Since today's probably going to be a wash for favorite wrestler, we're going to do it today and tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, who's your favorite? Who's our favorite wrestler this week? 
<laughs> who's your favorite wrestler and why is it Dean Ambrose? I guess is the question, right? <laughs> right. And it's just, I mean, he was a guy who was my favorite wrestler when he was gone just because I, like, I think I was watching some old S.H.I.E.L.D. stuff and I was like, oh, man, it's a bummer he's not on TV right now. Um, but here he is. He's back and looks looking like he'll turn his eminent. Um, so we got prison, yeah. prison Dean. Prison Dean, yep. Yeah, I, I, I've missed Ambrose and him coming out. I would. <sighs> Although I'll say this, like, for he's he's the like babyface who gets treated the most like a babyface, and do you want to like lose that? They can't help themselves. Yeah. They just can't. Like anytime you've got people getting along and getting a good reaction, it's like, oh, this will this will show them. Yeah. <laughs> they they won't cheer for Roman Reigns, so, so we'll turn everybody else heel. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, anything else you want to talk about? We can save most of the news, I guess, for tomorrow since we'll have a little bit of extra time. Mm-hmm. Once we're done breaking down 15 matches, Jesus Christ! I don't think it's 15. That's an exaggeration. It's but like it, 12 it, though. Yeah, I was about to say, I don't <laughs> think it's that far of a departure from, like, 13. Um, oh, and, I, well, I, I got, yeah, I got something we can talk about tomorrow for, I'll have to find some new merchandise, and you'll have to think of a new favorite wrestler. I've already got one, because I had one before the Dean thing came back. Mm. So, you'll see. Dave Meltzer, favorite wrestler. <laughs> No, but we can talk about that more more tomorrow as well. Yeah, yeah. Give uh, the other wrestlers another day to like tweet angrily at them. What an ass! We can pull our favorites. <laughs> All right. Anything else? Uh, that's that's good for now. All right. Hey guys, thanks for tuning in this week. Head over to the website at browrestlingshow.wordpress.com. Or check us out on iTunes, rate, subscribe, review, whatever you want to do. Um, also on our website, we've got links to past episodes, uh, email, Twitter, all that stuff. So check it out. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.